This weekend, get to Kohl's and take an extra 15% off. Save on the Ninja Foodi Grill, now just $279.99. Take 50% off all Serta bedding. Get up to 40% off Sonoma Bath and so much more. Plus, get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Let the gifting start for those close to your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid October 9th through 18th. 15% off with promo code LEAVES. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. This weekend, get to Kohl's and take an extra 15% off. Save on the Ninja Foodi Grill, now just $279.99. Take 50% off all Serta bedding. Get up to 40% off Sonoma Bath and so much more. Plus, get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Let the gifting start for those close to your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid October 9th through 18th. 15% off with promo code LEAVES. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. President Trump, thank God. I mean, I know so many of you out there have been praying for him. He is a true warrior and a warrior's uh, donning a warrior's camo of the president, which is his suit, because all weekend from Walter Reed Military Hospital, President Trump has been working. He has been working with COVID. And I know there were some moments where people got really concerned. And we heard that, that there were two moments where his oxygen levels um, went down to a point that was concerning for doctors. But President Trump and everyone who's around him knows this. In fact, we have uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn coming on shortly to talk about the latest developments. Not only uh, you have to hear this, but not only with what's happening with SCOTUS and the confirmation hearings. She's got breaking news there, but she's also going to tell you some explosive news about Andrew McCabe. Remember uh, the former assistant FBI director, um, one of the people, uh, the lowest part of my list, I think one of the worst of the worst guys uh, from the FBI, Andy McCabe, who was fired by Jeff Sessions. The one good thing Jeff Sessions did while he was attorney general was fire that man, Andy McCabe. And so we've got that all coming up. But we also have, you know, uh, to talk about what's happening with the president. And uh, this has been such a tumultuous time in our nation that, you know, even when we got through the riots and that wasn't even that long ago, we it feels like it was forever ago. Uh, and all of those concerns, you know, with Seattle and with Portland, and I know we're still dealing with issues in other cities. Um, and this is after the outbreak of COVID and the lockdowns and everything else. Then now our president and a number of people like Senator Mike Lee, Senator Ron Johnson, by the way, I spoke to Senator Ron Johnson um, after he was diagnosed with COVID. And he told me that uh, he was surprised that he had a positive test because he absolutely did not have any symptoms whatsoever of COVID. He was doing it as a precautionary measure. And this has happened quite frequently. In fact, Kaylee McEnany, um, the White House press secretary, she has also um, tested positive for COVID, um, but actually had no symptoms. And I think this was like her third test because she was getting tested over and over again uh, because of the president's uh, positive test, as well as First Lady uh, Melania Trump. And she is doing much better, uh, thank God. And she is feeling great. She didn't have to be hospitalized. I thought it was fun that President Trump joked around that he was much older than Melania. So he had to go to the hospital. That was pretty funny. And, um, you know, so he still had his spirits with him. He was still 
you know, he might not have been feeling his best, but he was still laughing. He was still positive, And that just freaked out the entire mainstream media that hates him. And they don't you know, they don't want to tell you the truth. They hate the fact they hate him. Um, some of them even came out and even said terrible, terrible things on Twitter. I just couldn't even believe what I was reading half the time that, uh, you know, people wished him the worst. They wished him death. My gosh, for the president of these United States why, or for anybody. Why would you ever do that or wish that on anyone? COVID is a serious illness. Um, it sees no political barriers, right? I mean, there's, it doesn't care if you're Democrat. It doesn't care if you're Republican. It doesn't care if you're black, white, uh, Asian, if you're from Russia, if you're from the United States, it doesn't care if you're communist. It doesn't care if you're socialist. It doesn't care. It just attacks. That's what viruses do. It is the enemy of all humanity. And that's why we have to work together in an effort to fight this. But there's also a lot of concern about the extreme measures that we're taking with this virus. And, um, you know, I look at statistics and I talk to doctors all the time and, you know, we see stats where like, you know, 65,000 people, I think that was, and I correct me if I'm wrong, Jenny, but in 2018, 2019, I believe the numbers were around 65,000 people in the United States that died of the flu. If that's what CDC has somewhere in that range, it was one of the worst years of the flu. Um, if I'm wrong, let me know. Uh, but I was looking at those numbers late last night and uh, there were children. Of course, this is her in fact, one of um, somebody that we knew actually passed away uh, from complications due to the flu. And I, I don't want to talk about it because I haven't, you know, told her family I would be talking about it or anything like that. But this happened over a year ago. And it's sad and it's horrible. And but we did not shut ourselves down completely. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't take precautions. I'm not saying that if you feel more comfortable wearing a mask or if that you're required to wear a mask that you shouldn't wear one, you absolutely should. Um, and we want to do our best to stay healthy and safe. But we should be able to question the measures that are taking place in our cities and in our society. We right now, in fact, uh, came across my phone. I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, the governor, uh, Governor Cuomo of New York, just today stated, hey, guess what? I'm not going to agree right now with Mayor Bill de Blasio. I'm not going to shut down again all non-essential businesses. People have lost their businesses. They have literally lost everything. There are people that I know, in fact, just this week, just this week, found out that somebody very close to our family lost their job and they're suffering and they are terrified. And a lot of it had to do with not being able to get back to the office, not being able to do the work that they needed, and their businesses just let them go. So this is really tough. This has been a tough time for a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's something that we all have to think about. We all have to work together. We all have to do things together. And we all have to realize that we are in this together, right? But not in the way that the left wants you to virtue signal. It's we're in this together in a sense that we're all Americans and we're going to fight for our freedoms and we're going to fight for each other. And I know that all of you listening to me out there, I know who you are. You're like me. You were praying for the president. You weren't wishing him death. You weren't wishing anybody in the White House anything bad, but 
you were praying for them, hoping that they would all get better. And it looks like that is happening. And that's why we're seeing our president continuing his work and doing his job. And they are going to move through, by the way, with the SCOTUS nomination. This is um, Justice Amy Cooney Barrett. They are ready to move through. I was talking to Senator Blackburn a bit before, you know, doing the interview with her that's coming up. I'm telling you, it's big, big, big. The interview is great. Senator Blackburn is really amazing. Um, And the important thing is, remember what we're doing this for. This is about America. This is about bringing jobs home. This isn't about whether you like Trump or not, or whether you want to sit with him at a bar and talk to him, although he wouldn't be at a bar because he doesn't drink. So uh, maybe at a restaurant. (laughs) If you know, it's not about that. It's about who is going to fight for you. Who is going to be the fighter? Who's going to be the one that's going to fight the regulations? Who's going to be the one that's going to fight against raising your taxes? Who's going to be the one to fight to give you more medical choices? Oh, there we go. So the breaking news, you could hear Jenny off. She's off to my left. No, you can't see her, but she's right here. Trust me. President Trump is leaving Walter Reed at 630 this evening. So that's very, very exciting. So President Trump is leaving Walter Reed. He's doing great. Thank God. Thank God. So you got to question everything, you know, and you got to do what's best for you and your family. That's okay. That's the American way. And that's why, as you know, before I get any further, I'm going to tell you all about my pillow because my good friend, Mike Lindell, he has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. This this man is truly an American hero. He's a superstar. His story is phenomenal. He went from just rags to riches. This is the American dream. But more than that, his spiritual life, who he is inside and how his relationship with God changed his life. That's what's important here. It's his products. And it's the fact that they're made in America that's so important. And when you think about my pillow, you think about the pillows. I mean, they're they're incredible pillows. I remember when I first bought them, I was actually watching the commercials on Fox News. And I was like, I got to get one of those pillows. I ordered like four of them, you know, for the family. Great, great pillows. I love them. But he also has these amazing sheets. These are these are some of my favorite. Mike created these new Giza Dream bed sheets. They're so awesome. They are the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me. And I get very little sleep lately, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton. It's called Giza. It's from Egypt. I've been there before. It exists. The Giza cotton is the best in the world. It's ultra soft. It's breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60 day money back guarantee. That's a 60 day money back guarantee. You can't go wrong. And a 10 year warranty. Who gives you that? Who gives you a 10 year warranty? No one anymore. It's it's not like the 1950s. They figured out if they made something that lasted for a long time uh, that they wouldn't get more and more sales. So they make junk now. This is not junk. This These sheets have a 10 year warranty. You'll be tossing and turning in those things. And if they rip up or if you sleep on one set of sheets for too long, you'll get a new one. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You will receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Again, you can call 1-800-687-7221. For those of you who are driving and listening to me, I know it won't be easy to remember this, but you also repeat it one more time, and then I'm going to take you to the website where you will not forget. You can call 1-800-687-7221. Use the promo code CARTER, that's C-A-R-T-E-R, or go to simplymypillow.com. 
MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code Carter, that's C-A-R-T-E-R, because you'll get that special offer just for my listeners. Again, go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R. So now that you're all rested from sleeping in your uh, Giza dream sheets and with your my pillow pillows, I want you to take a listen to this because you really have to be well rested to listen to this malarkey from uh, Andy McCabe. Yeah, did oh I use a word that that Biden uses often? The malarkey tour, right? Malarkey. It's a Biden word. What do you know? It's rubbing off on me. Let's listen to this. This is McCabe. We opened an investigation into Trump based on protocol. Hmm. So to remind everyone, you took over as acting FBI director after your boss, James Comey, was fired by Trump. And almost immediately, we've now learned you opened investigations into whether Trump obstructed justice and whether he was acting as an agent for Russia. Did you believe he was actually an agent for Russia? We believe that could be possible, and that's why we open those cases. How possible? Well, you know, Joy, the FBI doesn't open cases because we like a person or we don't like a person. We don't open cases because we are uh, political in one direction or another. We open cases because we look at the information we have in our hands at the time. And if that information gives us a credible, articulable basis to believe that a threat to national security exists or that a federal crime may have been committed, It is our obligation under those circumstances to open a case. That's the determination we went through and decided to open a case on the president. Wow. He is so desperate. I don't know if if you've all been following this. Obviously, I've been on this for four years. They have to continue to say this. They have to continue to say that they believed that Trump was somehow conspiring with Russia, even though there's no evidence whatsoever out there at all. You and I would go to jail for what they did. You and I would go to jail. This is, But they continue to lie about this with the hope that maybe the lie will stick and that some people will believe them. I don't know. But what I'm telling you is that McCabe has now refused an offer to go and speak to the Senate Judiciary Committee at the hearing. You know, James Comey did, even though he had like mental amnesia the entire time. Sally Yates has done it. Others have done it. But McCabe will not. And if you've been to SarahACarter.com and if you actually read the story that I wrote on McCabe about a week and a half ago, you'll know why. Because McCabe is at the center of Durham's storm. And I know I'm frustrated. I'm just as frustrated as you are. I'm angry that there have been no indictments yet. But I can tell you this, that McCabe knew. McCabe knew. And wait until you hear Senator Blackburn on this interview. Do not miss it. I'm telling you, stay through the interview. Don't just say, oh, wow, Sarah, that was an awesome monologue. And then I'm just going to leave. No, don't leave. Listen to Senator Blackburn because she is going to tell you things about McCabe. That is going to get you thinking about how corrupt and how terrible These people were what they've done to the FBI, to the Bureau, how they tarnish the agency. And this is the reason why so many FBI officials want to take McCabe down. They really do. They know about the corruption inside. They don't want to target, you know, over and over and over again. You know, they can't come out publicly. 
But I'm telling you, they know about this corruption. And there are people that have blown the whistle on McCabe. And these rats and Comey and the others, like Peter Strzok, who's a big liar as well. We all know he's a liar. John Brennan, he's lied. We all know it. We've caught him in lies up on testimony, in testimony. No, Roger Stone will go to jail, you know, for lying, right? They they want to convict him for lying. But John Brennan, James Clapper, who blatantly lied, blatantly lied under oath about all kinds of things that he should have never lied to uh, oversight committee about. Yeah, but these folks, they walk away scot-free, right? We can only hope that John Durham is going to do his job and do the right thing. I want you to listen to this. I, I just want you to hear this. This is Ted Cruz. He's pressing Comey. Comey did testify, but he's pressing Comey on how McCabe, McCabe's throwing him under the bus. That's what's happening here. They're throwing each other under the bus because they're corrupt and they're bad people. Um, I want you to listen to this. Ted Cruz pressing Comey on McCabe's blame shift. Listen to this. Now, as you know, Mr. McCabe, who works for you, has publicly and repeatedly stated that he leaked information to the Wall Street Journal and that you were directly aware of it and that you directly authorized it. Now, what Mr. McCabe is saying and what you testified to this committee cannot both be true. One or the other is false. Who's telling the truth? I can only speak to my testimony. I stand by what uh, the testimony you summarized that I gave in May of 2017. Exactly. Exactly. Because they're throwing each other under the bus. The only thing we can hope for, folks, is that Durham does do his job and that Attorney General William Barr does his job and that they hold these corrupt coup attempters. These people knew all along that they were setting up Trump. That's why they used George Papadopoulos. That's why they used people like Stefan Halper um, and others uh, to go after, to build this concocted lie. That's why they did what they did. And that's how they operated together. And now the only thing left is for the truth to come out once and for all, for these agencies to be cleaned out. And for those people that attempted to overthrow you, the American people, those people should be held accountable. This is not a two-tier justice system. We do not live in a banana republic. And one of the people that keeps fighting publicly for our nation is Senator Marsha Blackburn. And she's the Republican senator from Tennessee. She is amazing. She is a fighter. She, she continues to fight on. And uh, she's on with us today. Her new book is The Mind of a Conservative Woman Seeking the Best for Family and Country. This this is an incredible book, and it's something that everybody should read, and not just women, men too. Read the book about conservative women. You're going to learn so much about us and about how we're in this fight with you. You know, the mind of a conservative woman, it challenges women to improve their place in life and opens doors for themselves and the next generation through their courage and convictions. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's.
Senator Blackburn, thank you so much for being on the Sarah Carter show. It was such a pleasure. Oh, it was such a pleasure to be on Instagram with you. Yes, yes, absolutely. We loved that. And always appreciate what you have to say. And I am thrilled to join you today. Well, thank you so much, because today's a really big breaking news day. And we've been watching over the weekend, a lot of prayers going out to President Trump. He's at Walter Reed Military uh, Medical Center, one of the best hospitals in the world. Treated my husband when he was blinded um, in Afghanistan and had to go through major surgeries. Uh, phenomenal hospital. So I know everybody's been out there. We've seen a lot of people outside. We've also seen the controversy actually surrounding the president, but mainly instigated by the mainstream media. And I wanted to get your take. I mean, I know there's some people out there saying he shouldn't have gone in the vehicle and, you know, said thank you and driven around the hospital. They've taken all the precautions they possibly could. But President Trump is just that kind of guy. I mean, I know he's the kind of person that wants to say thank you, that wants to be right there with the people. So could you talk a little bit about your thoughts on that? And, um, oh, and also, if you've had a chance to either talk to anybody from the White House and what you're hearing. Yes, I have. I've been in touch with someone from the White House and from the campaign, and it sounds as if the president is making tremendous progress. I thought it was so instructive. Once he started to develop some symptoms that were a little bit concerning, he didn't try to tough it out. He said, okay, let's get me to the best care so we can deal with this as quickly as possible, and then I can continue with my work and continue with the campaign. And I think you're exactly right. So many people have shown up outside the hospital to cheer him on and to let him know that the American people are with him during this illness. And I thought it was very Donald Trump to go out get in that car, make that ride, and say thank you to them. And uh, he is deeply appreciative. So I thought it was very much his thing to do. And, you know, with the mainstream media, it doesn't matter what he does. They're going to say there's something wrong with it. They have done that since the day he announced his campaign, and they're going to continue to do that. Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. I think one of the things that I noticed, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, how do you feel, you know, friends, family, neighbors, they were saying, look, we we spend most of our time now in the public, even if we're wearing a mask, we are out and about, we go to the grocery store. Not everybody knows that they have COVID. You, Some people don't have any symptoms at all. Kaylee McEnany, just diagnosed with COVID today, said she had absolutely no symptoms. She was taking the test out of a precaution. I talked to Senator Ron Johnson. Same thing happened with him. He had taken the test just out of a sheer precaution uh, and he came up positive, said he didn't even have a symptom. So a lot of people don't even know they are COVID positive unless they've actually taken the test. Am I right? You're exactly right about that. And I think as we go into the testing and the antibody test, that many people are going to find out, oh, I had it, but I had nothing. I I didn't know anything about it. So people getting tested is very, very important. And that way they will know that they have it and they know to quarantine and to be careful not to spread it. Absolutely. Um, I want to jump right from there because I think it's important that we touch on this. Um, 
especially with the Senate right now. We know that Schumer is pushing to delay the vote on Justice Amy Cooney Barrett. We know that there's a huge push on the part of the Democrats. We've seen Nancy Pelosi talk about this. We know that it's kind of like they're in sync with not getting this vote through. Um, Lindsey Graham has promised, actually, the chairman has actually promised that there would be a vote possibly on October 22nd and that they could have remote hearings. What are you hearing and do you think we're actually going to have a vote? Yes, we are going to have a vote, and here's the reason why. The left is trying to stall this because they want a liberal justice on the court. They need that liberal justice, they think, because they feel like they're going to take the House, the White House, and the Senate. And they have said when they do, they are going to throw 170 million Americans off private health insurance and put everybody into a government-run socialized medical program. They're going to begin to implement the Green New Deal. They're going to give felons the right to vote. They're going to let 16-year-olds vote. They're going to do statehood for D.C. They've got a very aggressive 100-day agenda that they're going to try to push back. It includes repealing the Trump tax cuts and putting the business tax rate at 28%. So they do not want a constitutionalist court that would get in their way. Absolutely. I've said they want to legislate from the bench. This is what the Democrats are doing. They want to use that Supreme Court, as they always have since the 1960s, to start legislating from the bench. And they don't want to give that seat up. And You know, this is now with with COVID and with the president's diagnosis, they're going to do everything they can to try to stop it. Is there anything that they can do to stop it? They're going to try. But see, here's here's where they're kind of a little bit on the hypocritical side. At Senate Judiciary Committee, we've been doing virtual hearings. They're called hybrid hearings. We've been doing these. Every committee in the Senate has been doing them since May. At Senate Judiciary Committee, we have had 21 hybrid hearings. Some people attend virtually. Sometimes the witnesses are virtual. Some people attend in person. Now, the ranking, the chairman of that committee is Senator Roy Blunt from Missouri. The ranking member of that committee who signed off on this, Senator Amy Klobuchar. So the Democrats wanted hybrid hearings until now. It's got to be a, an in-person hearing. Well, that is ridiculous. We've had Sally Yates. We've had James Cummey. We've had Rod Rosenstein. We have been approving judges. The system works great. October 12th, we are going to have our first hearing. We will have hearings for four days. You are cordially invited to attend virtually or members can attend in person. You're going to see us vote her out of committee. She will go to the floor the last week of October. She will have her floor confirmation vote. And then hopefully immediately the president will swear her in and she will be seated as the ninth justice on the Supreme Court. And that is right where that number needs to stay. Uh, As Ginsburg said, Nine is a good number for the Supreme Court. The Democrats are saying if they win, 
they're going to pack the court. That's exactly where I was going to go with you next. And then I, I'm, I'm not going to let you go until I talk about McCabe and Comey. But but we're, let's go to the pack the courts, because the yes. American voters, everyone, out, every one of you out there who doesn't understand this, Senator Blackburn is going to explain this. I know a lot of people have said to me, what, what do you mean pack the courts? Can they do that? Can they add more judges to the court? What can actually happen? And Senator, if you can explain to all of the listeners out there um, how this is possible, I mean, they really seriously are considering if they take the House, if they take the Senate, if they control the White House, is to expand that Supreme Court in an effort to pack it to make it dominant liberal, right? That's correct. And they're going to do that by doing away with the filibuster rule in the Senate, the 60 vote rule. And then though that list of items that I gave you, that is their to-do list for the 100 days. It includes packing the court. Some people want 12 justices, some want 15 justices. The point is they're going to add all liberal justices so there will be nobody standing in their way. And what is it that they're seeking to do? Sarah, when you distill it, it is all socialistic policies. Right. It's changing our country fundamentally. I mean, this is really what everyone's talking about. You know, there's some people that say they don't understand America versus socialism. Well, let me explain it to all of you out there clearly. I mean, while you're listening to us, you're probably at home. Maybe some of you are at home teaching your children because you can't get them back in school right now because of COVID. Maybe some of you have lost your jobs. What what could eventually happen in this country is that the system that we are used to, capitalism, freedom, the ability to do what we can for ourselves, small business, deregulation, everything that the president, Senator Blackburn, everyone else has fought so hard for to change can eventually just disappear. It can all be gone with a vote for Kamala Harris. I'm just joking. But, you know, it's really that's what it's going to be. And it's a Kamala Harris Green New Deal, Ocasio-Cortez, you know, presidency. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Senator. No, you're right about that, because the left wing, I mean, Bernie said it at the Democrat convention when he said, listen, our agenda was radical just a few short years ago, but now it's the Democratic Party platform. And it is the socialized medicine and the Green New Deal and packing the court and D.C. statehood and Puerto Rico statehood and abolishing the Electoral College. They want the elites in the left coast and over on the east coast to be able to run the country because they think they're smarter than you. And Sarah, here is one thing that I think is so egregious. What they want you to do is to give them, the government elites, all your freedom and let government then decide how much of that freedom they're going to give back to you and which groups of people are going to have the ability to have certain amounts of freedom. Well, that is socialism. That is an autocratic rule. That is not what this country is. And when you when you look at what they're going at, I, I have told people, go back to the Barack Obama campaign when he did the life of Julia. And I wrote about this in my book, The Mind of a Conservative Woman, because this is what they would do. 
Julia in that scenario is three years old. She goes through life, through education, has a child, has a job, goes into retirement, and there is never any mention of family, of a husband, of anything private sector, everything, her education, her housing, her job, her retirement is all underpinned by the government. Well, I think it's phenomenal that you wrote this book, The Mind of a Conservative Woman, because it actually reaches to the heart of America, right? And I think for so many people that it's just kind of ignored the conservative female voter, the conservative woman, the the, the Midwest, the heart of America, right? Uh, who Who worries about her family every day. I always say this. There's a lot of people in Washington, D.C. in this swamp who do not even know what a gallon of milk costs. They just have no concept. They don't even care. They worry about themselves. They worry about their own, you know, future and political future. You are not one of those people. You are out there fighting every single day. And what's so incredible is that you are a conservative fighter. You're out there. You you rile up the crowds. You get people going. And I mean... You can feel it. You can feel that kind of wave come on. And I think a lot of conservative women across the country, they they look up to you. They say, how can I be more like Senator Blackburn? I hear people say this all the time. How does she do it? She looks great. Did you see her? She got up at like 6 a.m. She was on Fox and Friends. And then she's fighting up on Capitol Hill, you know, for our rights. And I say, well, it's because when you love something enough, when you love your country enough, when you love what you do enough, you you do it right. You get out there and you do it. That's exactly right. And I say the big five for me is faith, family, freedom, hope, and opportunity. And I wrote the book because so many women I've talked to in elective office, they would say, you know, there really is a double standard. And the left will glorify women who are on the left. And then they ridicule and mock women who are on the right. And we've seen that over and over. Yes, we see it regularly. And this is why so many women who are independent and the majority of women primarily are independent when it comes to their political leanings. They will tell you, though, when you say, what do you look at when you look at issues and candidates? And they say, I want somebody that abides by the Constitution, that has respect for the Constitution and the rule of law. I want somebody that believes in equality and justice for all. I want government out of my way. I want to make my own health care and education decisions. I want everybody to have opportunities. That is a conservative woman. It's giving independence and freedom and standing up for those rights, the rights of the unborn, the rights of our children to stand up for law enforcement, but say if there's a bad apple, well, let's punish them, but let's do things right and let's get people involved and let's not be afraid to speak our minds. We don't need to be woke. We are awake. We do know what we want to say. I was going to ask you because I'm not going to let you go until we get here because we were almost there. Um, with, you know, James Comey and his testimony, it was like he had some kind of amnesia, very similar to Hillary Clinton's amnesia when he testified. It was just remarkable how closely they were aligned there. And now Andrew McCabe is basically saying, yeah, I'm not going to testify. I don't want to go up. 
I don't want to go up and testify. And I know why. I'm telling you, I know why, because I have sources telling me he's in the crosshairs of John Durham's report and he is in big, big trouble. Tell me if I'm hearing the right thing from the right sources and what's your take on it? My take on it is we've had Rosenstein, uh, Yates and Comey in front of us and they all were like, hear no evil, see see no evil, knew nothing, oblivious. Uh, Nobody was aware of anything. And Peter Strzok writes in his book that he briefed Comey on what they were doing. Here's the thing. Somebody cooked up this plot. Somebody gave the order to carry it out and somebody did the dirty work. And if you've got the top three saying, We didn't know anything was going on and struck saying we were out here doing this, that and the other. Well, McCabe has to know some things he knows coming to us. He would be under oath. And I think he's beginning to do a little shaking in his boots. He is fearful of saying something and then perjuring himself. And he knows that Durham report is coming very soon. I think you're 100% on the money. And in fact, the sources that I've spoken to have said as much. And now we know that the primary source, the primary subsource in that dossier, the dirty dossier that everyone is just sick and tired of hearing about because we, we want some indictments. I know I hear it all the time from listeners and from readers. It's like, I don't want to hear about any more evidence. I want people indicted. Um, but that dossier, that primary subsource was allegedly a Russian spy, somebody that the U.S., by the way, McCabe, you would have known about this because he was somebody that the FBI had been watching for some time. So they would have known the minute that dossier was in their hands, that primary subsource was somebody that was more than likely just spilling out Russian disinformation and working with Christopher Steele. I think you're probably right. And McCabe knows that he's about, I mean, if he says he knew nothing, but Peter Strzok says, these things were going on. Uh, there's, he's got some explaining to do, and he would rather tell his story on CNN than come before the Senate Judiciary Committee. <laughs> I think you're right about that. Before I let you go, Senator, um, one of the things that I think is important for everybody, all of you out there to realize, if Biden um, did win the presidency, all of these people would be back. I mean, it's not like it, 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 you know, I really believe that the Durham report would end or that the Durham investigation, I couldn't see how they could hold all of these people accountable with the Biden presidency. And if they did that, people like John Brennan, who I know and everybody else knows was involved and had his own shenanigans, James Comey, Susan Rice, uh, Lynch, all the other all the other players, Eric Holder. I mean, this would be another revival of that corrupt administration. You're so right. I tell people all the time, why did you vote for Donald Trump in the first place? And I ask them to remember. And generally, it's because they were fed up with what they saw happening with all of the czars, the lack of accountability, the presidential overreach of executive power, the way they seem to just live lavishly via the White House and their connections 
while people were broke. As one of my uh, Tennesseans said when I asked that question, because he was grousing about he didn't like the way the president had responded. And I said, why did you vote for him in the first place? He said, I voted for him because I was tired of being broke. And Mm -hmm. I said, do you want to put up with uh, having to say, I don't like the way he answered this question or that question, or do you want to go back to being broke? He said, I don't ever want to go back to being broke. That was miserable. He's right about that. And I know there's so many voters out there. Listen to what the senator's saying. I know a lot of you feel that way. Sometimes you're just disheartened with the way things are in the country. It's been a tough year for all of us. Unexpected COVID, uh, you know, tragedy left and right. We've seen with the riots and we've seen a lot of anger and angst. But we really got to let that go. And we really got to think about our future and the future of our nation and what we are fighting for and what we are protecting and who is the best person to do that for us right now at this point in history. And I agree with you, Senator Blackburn. We've got to we've got to keep our eyes on that prize. We've got to keep our eyes on what is important here. And that's our country. And that's why I tell every one of you out there who is listening to this, please, please, please buy this book. Senator Marsha Blackburn's book. You are not going to regret it. The mind of a conservative woman. It's so important that we understand as a nation what we need to do and how we need to work together so that we can make a difference. Senator Blackburn, thank you so much. Delighted to be with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for giving me so much of your time. And anything you'd like to say uh, to the president before we get off this uh, before we get off this uh, interview? Get well really, really, really soon. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Okay, so wasn't that amazing? Listening to Senator Blackburn talk about Andy McCabe shaking in his boots was like the highlight of my whole year. Yay! That man. That man has been a disgrace to this country. He and Comey both have tarnished the great name of the FBI. I mean, it's it's terrible what they have done. The FBI worked so hard to repair itself from its earlier days. And then you have, you know, someone like James Comey and Andrew McCabe, who was fired. The only good thing that Jeff Sessions did while he was attorney general was fire Andy McCabe. Uh, These are terrible human beings that have built a culture of corruption at the highest levels inside the FBI, along with their friends uh, that were at the CIA, John Brennan and others. So, you know, I mean, according to my sources, and I've been saying this over and over again, I've been writing about these stories for four years. McCabe is at the center of Durham's storm. I am cautious, however, because I haven't seen any action, any real indictments. Uh, The only indictment that we've seen thus far, right, uh, that we're going to see is Kevin Kleinsmith. He was the guy, um, you know, not 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 very important factor in this uh, entire Russia hoax uh, scam. He was obviously used by, in my opinion, by McCabe and others. Um, to get that FISA warrant. Uh, Now we know that this spy uh, that gave information to Christopher Steele 
who was also a spy, by the way, for MI6. You never stop being a spy. So basically, the Democrats and Hillary Clinton used a foreign spy who got information from foreign spies in Russia to tarnish the president of the United States. And somehow people in the Obama administration think that's okay. It's not okay. It's completely wrong. It's turning our country into a banana republic. So John Durham and Attorney General William Barr, please do your jobs. You have more education than anybody in this area. You've spent time, uh, Attorney General, in the CIA. You understand the intelligence community. So do you, uh, John Durham. And uh, we really are relying on you because it's the last stop. The last stop is the Department of Justice. That's it. And that's all I'm going to say right there because I'm taking you guys on a trip to space. Did you like that? Because I think I kind of sounded like I was like getting ready to do some crazy TV show like Lost in Space. But this is not about aliens this time. Um, and I, you know, and I love that subject. Unidentified aerial phenomena, unidentified flying objects. Anybody from the government who's seen that, any legit person who would like to discuss that, I bring on this show. But now I'm just going to give you an update because Tom Cruise, my friends, Tom Cruise, the actor. Yes. By the way, by the way, cannot believe Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is uh, 58 years old, has just cut a deal with Elon Musk, with Elon Musk, SpaceX. Right. It's to, and combined with Space Force, I guess, to go to space to film a movie. How cool is that? I'm going to go right here to the story. It's in the uh, it's in the New York Post. Uh, it says Tom Cruise's latest film will take him about 250 miles above cruising altitude. I am positive he will be um, all geared up when he goes outside for his spacewalk. He will not be just fly. God help us if Tom Cruise goes flying off into space because, you know, I mean, something is bound to happen to him. We, we would only hope that a UFO would capture him if that happens. But this is the story. It's um, he's going to go to the International Space Station. The space shuttle Almanac uh, tweeted Wednesday that Cruise and director Doug Lyman, uh, the Born Identity, are headed to the ISS in October 2021, thanks to Elon Musk. Cruz, 58, and Lyman, 55, and possibly an additional actor will travel aboard Musk's Axiom, Axiom SpaceX Crew Dragon Capsule. Oh, my gosh. I wish I was there. That would be. Do they need a reporter? Because I will volunteer. I will go there. I will just I will do it in a heartbeat. I won't even hesitate. If anyone wants me to go, I will. I'm volunteering right now. I, I doubt they'll take me, but I'm really I'm ready to go. In July, uh, Deadline, that's a magazine, reported that Universal made a production commitment of $200 million to the project after just a Zoom call with Cruz and without a finished script. So they were like, we don't even care. Just send Cruz into space, whatever. You guys write whatever you want. You can write about Oreo cookies for all we care. Um, just get him there and film it and bring him back home safely. And You know what? Even if he's not home safely, it's still like it's going to make them more money than God. Um, I'm sure of it. So anyways, that's the fun news for today. Tom Cruise. This is not The Onion. This is not The Babylon Bee. This is a story that Jenny vetted thoroughly in the New York Post. <laughs> Before I got here, <laughs> she did some thorough vetting and Tom Cruise is going into space. 
Thank you so much for being a part of the Sarah Carter show. This has been an awesome podcast. Um, I have faith in America. I have faith that that we will make it through these tough times. And, you know, and seeing that President Trump is getting better and doing better and that he's beating COVID uh, and so many others will as well because of his courageous um, example and because of possibly this new cocktail that he is using. Um, it'll be made available to everyone, I'm sure. I'm praying again for the health of our president, for the health of our nation, for a great future. I'm also going to say, please, please, please say your prayers out there for my friend Dan Bongino, um, you know, with the Dan Bongino show. And he's always on Sean Hannity's show. He's a he's a good man. He's a great man. He has two beautiful children and a great, beautiful wife. And he is going through surgery uh, Wednesday in New York City to remove the tumor that they found in his neck. Um, Dan's been very public about this. Please say your prayers for him. He is a wonderful, wonderful person. Great spirit, great patriot, and great American. Thanks again for being a part of the Sarah Carter Show. I'm coming to you from Radio America. Love Radio America. Why? Because it's about America. And remember, you can read all my stories at sarahacarter.com. That's sarahacarter.com. Jenny is a phenomenal writer. She posts all of her latest there as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Sarah Carter DC. That's Sarah Carter DC. And on YouTube at Sarah Carter. You can also find me on Parlor, by the way, at Sarah Carter. Official, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating on the podcast app. I know you want to give us that five-star rating. I'm so excited about that. Every time I see your reviews, I get very excited. Um, in fact, I'm going to read them on the show the next time I do the show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, give us those five stars and a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please make sure to go out and check out all my stories. And again, thank you so much for being here with me. We are taking the story back. Bill O'Reilly here. The presidential election just weeks away. As you know, more than ever, folks need real analysis and honest facts, not speculation and partisan reporting. The traditional news and cable networks feed you biased coverage and skewed analysis 24 hours a day. The pundits parade around trying to score cheap shots, and the big media companies silence anyone who disagrees with them. Do you want Facebook or Twitter deciding what you see and hear? All that stops now with me, Bill O'Reilly, and my free podcast. Don't waste another minute of your time on the dishonest networks peddling fake news. Now you can listen to the O'Reilly Update and excerpts from my nightly no-spin news free. Search Bill O'Reilly wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to subscribe. Like you, I'm tired of the dishonest media. It's corrupt. Search Bill O'Reilly wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe. Now, the available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, not just here or here, but everywhere. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.